stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now, I mean it. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 64 and I am Tani Sanabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here to once again debunk the junk. 64th time. And there's always more. 64. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> always more. So uh, thanks to all of you uh, for listening. If you're listening live, thank you so much for doing so. You can always find this also and all our other episodes wherever you find your podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving us a review. You can also get a video feed of this episode and all our other episodes at our YouTube channel. Just look up Breaking Up with RBS. You can also join our Facebook group of the same name and connect with us between episodes, get some other content, interact with other listeners. All that good stuff. There's so many different places where people can find the avenues to debunk the junk. So uh, how are you, Tawny? How's your week? My week is good. My week is good. Getting caught up on all of the things that I had to put on hold for a little while. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm getting there. Um, feels good. Well, good. Well, good. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, up here in the Northwest, it's it's definitely winter, and we can usually tell that by how dark it gets, how early. Uh, and it's certainly been cold lately, hence I'm all kind of snugged up even here mm-hmm. in the studio. Uh, and certainly, the you know, the holidays are upon us, and uh, there's a whole lot that goes, a whole lot of emotion and BS stories that come up during the holidays, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, a lot of perfect, like things needing to be perfect. Mm-hmm. That shows up quite a bit in the holidays, but certainly ways in which it won't be perfect. <laughs> Stories around that too show up quite a bit, right? All yeah. over the place. Yeah. And then all the all the different mm-hmm. ways that we try to navigate them, you know, or that we try to quote unquote make it through them, right? Which is which I always find really interesting because they're supposed to be times of relaxation and reflection and hope and joy. And then they seem sometimes for some people and at some moments maybe for everybody more stressful than we really want them to be. Yeah, just they become so busy with all the different things that need to be done. Or again, if we want things to be perfect, I know I have talked with clients for years around that um, need for perfect when we're coming to like doing the holiday party or the, um, you know, the family coming over for Christmas Eve and needing all the food and the decorations and the lights and, and the gifts. Um, I get tired listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all of a sudden it can be a list longer than Santa's list. Oh, yeah. I don't know how people do it. There have been times where I just thought to myself, when do you sleep? Mm-hmm. When do you sleep? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, there's, and, and a lot of expectations can come with it, right? We can all be bringing our expectations over what, what a great holiday is supposed to be like, what is it supposed to include? And, you know, and the pressures that come with that, you know, the pressures of, well, I need to go see so-and-so or go to so-and-so's house for the holiday. Cause if I don't, then I'm not a good son, daughter, friend, whatever it might be. Um, uh, man. Yeah. So 
I don't know. It's exhausting mm-hmm. to me. I, the, as you know, uh, and I'll, I have no trouble sharing with, with listeners, but as you know, Tawny, uh, it's been only relatively recently that the holidays have ceased to be difficult for me. Uh, you know, I, I used to have real trouble uh, during the holidays. And in looking back on it, the biggest culprit was all the stories I was telling myself about how things were supposed to be or where I should be in life at this point as opposed to where I was last year. And I found myself for a lot of years facing the holidays, the coming holidays with more dread than really what I wanted to be feeling, which was gratitude and uh, hope for the future and maybe some rest and rejuvenation, you know, those types of things. Uh, I'm so much happier that I, I don't do that as much. I can still feel sadness and, and there are certain things that can drive me nuts. Holiday messaging um, can really get me going sometimes. And we can talk about that if you want to, but and only if you want to see me get really upset, I suppose. Uh, we can talk about car commercials <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Uh-oh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Does anybody really give each other cars at the holidays? Like, like all the yeah. car companies want us to want us to believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point. It's a good point that we are hit with a lot of marketing mm. during the holidays. Yeah. Right. Because that's kind of a big part of the holidays. And, um, and, the, and marketing is meant to make us feel something. Mm-hmm. And it's based in storytelling. So, <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. And we're hit with it to a greater degree oftentimes mm-hmm. around the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and it's you know, and you can tell by what's what the content usually is. It's around obviously around gift giving, right? And then the happiness that someone feels upon getting it, the happiness of the person giving it. There's a there's a sense of togetherness of you know of sharing. There's all these kinds of visuals that go with it, and uh, the challenge can be um, for someone like me where it was is I always felt sort of outside of that right? That that wasn't really my reality. And so I, those weren't things I was going to be participating in. But I also know from talking to people and talking to clients currently right now, that there's some people who go through the motions of feeling like they just go through all those things like they're, like they are happy, like they are grateful and they're not. They like, they feel like they're playing a, playing a role every holiday uh, and not really showing what they're feeling or expressing what they're feeling or acknowledging it maybe even to themselves. And uh, it's a really interesting dynamic, the amount of pressure that the messaging that we get and the expectations that we put on ourselves and others at the holidays can really feed those BS stories about a lot of things. Yeah. And I think it, it diminishes the meaningfulness Mm, that we might be able to access. um, But when we're, caught up in all the shoulds and how we think we should feel or what we believe to be accessible to us, to us and all of the things, then we're, we're outside of even experiencing what might be meaningful yeah. for us. So, yeah. So yeah. there's a sense of like lack or a sense of like, what's wrong with me mm-hmm. that, that I'm not enjoying this. Like everybody else on the commercials yeah. are. Yeah. And, and what I've seen, and it's happened with me and I've seen it happen with other people, is so, sometimes that can lead to a cynicism about the whole thing, right? Well, it's all just commercial. It's all just, you know, it's all just marketing, you know, and then cynicism about this is, you know, why don't we care about 
the homeless and kids, you know, without toys the rest of the year, you know, all these kinds of things that at least in my case, for me, I re- recognize now was more about protection, wanting to shove away all the, all the feelings I was feeling, the loneliness, the disconnect, the fear around the holidays, the, the feeling like I wasn't doing enough with my life, not being willing to really take a look and sit with those feelings was behind that. And so cynicism is another set of stories, <laughs> right? Or at least it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the story of, of the holidays is supposed to be magical. Like we're supposed to have this magical sort of experience in the holidays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a huge pressurized story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I when I when I was able to start allowing myself to be all right with whatever was happening, whatever feelings were coming up, ironically, is when over time a lot of those negative feelings just didn't become nearly as powerful because I wasn't fighting them so hard. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing, right? Like if we've got a lot of ideas and thoughts about how things should be, then we're already setting ourselves up for a problem. Mm-hmm. And instead of really being with, okay, how things are or how, how, how I'd like things to be, um, it's okay not to get caught up in the craze. We don't have to get caught up in the craze, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We can form our own way of doing the holidays mm-hmm. if, we, if we're not enjoying the way that was maybe set for us or that the way that we chose it to be, um, whether we did that consciously or subconsciously, right? Or just kind of took on the traditions of, of our childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's funny because uh, a couple years ago when we were in the middle of the pandemic and people were not traveling and were spending the holidays on their own, uh, I remember that period of time for so many people as a period of turmoil for lots of reasons. But, you know, the inability to do the regular things, the the expected things, you know, we have the traditions of doing this, this and this and, and going here and we're not able to do that. And it was the first time that I had not been with my extended family really uh, at least as far back as I could remember. And what was interesting about that Christmas was I had a wonderful time. <laughs> like it was, and it was, and it wasn't because I wasn't with people. It was because mm-hmm. being able to accept the reality that things were different, it put it right in my lap to decide how I wanted it to be. And I still talked to the people that I wanted to talk to. You know, I jumped on, on FaceTime with people, talked to some on the phone, but I had, I made a great meal for myself. I had music and candles. I watched a movie, you know, I pampered myself and I spent time reading some things I wanted to read. And I felt so incredibly empowered by what I was doing for myself. And I ended up having a great time. It wasn't about whether it was better than those other things. It was, am I enjoying what I'm doing? And the ability to choose things for myself, I knew at the end of that holiday that the holidays were going to be different for me from that point on because I saw the level of choice I had to give myself a great experience. And it's changed, Mm -hmm. even though the last couple of holidays I've spent with family as I normally do, it's been a different experience because of the choice I realize I can bring into it. And that to me is the exciting part about the possibility of the holidays, you know, in terms of, of 
ignoring these stories or letting them pass through or accepting the emotions that come. So I, I'm actually now feeling pretty good about the holiday. Yeah. Well, and, and so you, you get an experience one, one year, you get an experience of really, okay, I get to choose what I want. And that experience isn't just a filler. That experience is something that changes things. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean it didn't change it to where, oh, I just want to do holidays all on my own. It didn't change it to that. Cause like you said, you spent time with your family since, yeah. but, but then that changed that experience with your family because of that initial holiday on your own. Yeah. So what, what do you remember what you were grateful for at that holiday? I do. Uh, very deeply in part because that was a major part of what I was focusing on was I was really investing in that. And so, um, gratitude was what I really wanted to focus on. And so the people that I made sure that I connected with were the people I was most grateful for, you know, so I really wanted to connect with them, even if it was just for five minutes, you know, but in, for, with a couple of people, it was longer conversations. I was grateful for that. I was certainly considering that time, what was happening. I was grateful for my health. You know, and I was grateful for that I had all the all the the basics that my life needs, and had had them for a while. I had, you know, roof over my head. I had the you know good food to celebrate, but I always had food. You know, I had. I remember the list was really long. I had I had comfortable sheets for my bed. You know, I had really good slippers that I could put on. You know, it was uh it was a cool it was a really cool crisp clear night that Christmas Eve and I was able to see the stars outside and, and enjoy the quiet of the neighborhood. Um, you know, and so it was all those things that were real in my life that because I took the opportunity to just stop and slow down and really focus on listing out pretty soon, my list became so long. I just stopped keeping a list and, and then having that time and then recognizing that I was also really okay with it and feeling great. I can't tell you how grateful I was that I felt great on Christmas Eve. It was amazing, you know, and that is, that had a long lasting impact well beyond just that night, well beyond it. And that's the fun thing about breaking up with these stories is that when we do that, whether they're around the holidays or not, they introduce new possibilities, don't they? Into what we can do going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And without the new possibility, the, the actual experience of the new possibility, we do tend to just really hold on to those old stories. So in a lot of ways, we want to be able to start to cultivate the context for difference. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we won't know because the experience is in our body. We can't just, you couldn't have thought your way into that. No. You had to have the experience of that mm -hmm. to really feel that the, the level of gratitude that you can have in your life. So instead of thinking about all the things that, you know, aren't going well or all the ways that you're not where you want to be, you were able to um, be grateful, feel grateful for heat and, <laughs> and, and comfort yeah. and a good meal and, and certain people in your life. Right. And, and that's, that's the part of gratitude that is moment to moment to moment to moment meaningful experiences that add up. We, we want to be in a context or in a, 
in a, a state of awareness where we can really feel those things instead of having to just tell ourselves at the end of the day, okay, well, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. Okay, I got my three. Now I can go to bed. Right. Right. We want to be able to really real time start to experience that. And I think that's what I was talking a little bit about our last show with grief and gratitude it was like in this moment, holding both. Yeah. About this, you know, th a small thing, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's an important point because, you know, what I, what I, I don't want to give the impression that somehow the holidays don't bring difficulty for me anymore because sometimes they do. You know, those, those same stories that I was once feeding, you know, supercharging, uh, they still come up, right? You heard, I mean, you heard the shift in the tone of voice when I started talking about those car commercials, <laughs> you know, those still come up. The difference now is, is because, you know, with the, with the awareness from being from a place of presence and having the experience more and more of sitting in more gratitude than in storytelling, those p stories, when they come around, A, I recognize them sooner. And then I don't feed them as much or for as long, right? Or as intensely as I once did. And it, it becomes easier over time to be focused more on the gratitude part and to allow those feelings of whatever it might be, sadness, loneliness, to recognize them that this is how they show up during the holidays and to let them in and they don't stay nearly as long as they used to. Mainly because I don't think I'm trying to either keep them out or throw them out the door. Yeah, you're not giving them reason. You're just letting them hang out and they'll be able to choose, you know, essentially mm -hmm. choose sort of their, their, their flow mm -hmm. with your acceptance that they're there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. When we don't hit, when we're not experiencing resistance either towards us or we're not creating resistance, flow continues mm -hmm. and, and flow moves. Resistance doesn't. It's true. That's true. Yeah. And it's, and for me, I always wanted to resist. <laughs> I always wanted to resist or I felt I had to resist. You know, I told my story, you know, I, I shouldn't feel this way. I should be grateful. I should feel happy. I should be excited about all these different things that are planning to do. Uh, and, you know, I was, I was the championship compartmentalizer, pick it up, stow it away. Um, but man, I can, I'm remembering it in my body right now. What that, what that felt like. Um, and it's exhausting just to remember it in my body right now. <laughs> it's like, it's like my body decided to jump in what on this conversation notice? and say, blah, blah. What am I noticing? Yeah. Yeah. What are you noticing in there? Um, like my, my shoulders are wanting to push forward, you know, to hunch up, um, to tense up. Um, my body temperature has gone up a little bit and it's not just because I'm wearing a coat in the studio. Um, you know, so, <laughs> so there's that. Um, my heart rate is up a little and I can feel, I can feel emotional pressure behind my eyes. Like the, you know, like almost like a, an energy there that, that, um, it doesn't, you know, so I have all, all these different tight spots in my body, you know, and below the desk here, my feet are moving around quite a bit. So I do not have, you know, it's just a, it's just an echo of it. But it's almost like in the midst of this, my body said, let me remind you as you're talking about this, what this used to feel. And it doesn't feel good. I don't, I don't like this combination of, of things. Um, and yet, you know, it's once upon a time, I wouldn't have recognized any of it. I would have been in my head, whatever the story was, that's where my energy was. 
the rest of this would have been ignored. And and you just made a really great point because um, certainly, you know, if we're not if we're not aware of any of this, we tend to just be up in our head thinking about all the things. Just you know, the the tightness in our low back and the and the tension in our shoulders and our tight hips are just things because we're getting older or we had a good workout or a bad one or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or related to injury or whatever it is, right? We just kind of you know write it off as as that, but. When we start to be aware, we can see that a thought, a thought or a particular memory can create tension in the body right away, Yep. especially if it's based on something that was held for a really long time. Mm. Right? It can happen immediately. Most of the time, we don't even know it. We're not even aware because we haven't been taught to pay attention. So now we're starting to pay attention and then we can start to feel like, whoa, that particular story, when I get on the train with it, my body does certain things in response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that this doesn't surprise you because <laughs> to be honest, it's caught me off guard a little bit. Like it, it shouldn't, I guess, but, um, but it has. I mean, it's, it's interesting, this, this response that I'm getting talking about it. Um, and so as you were talking there, I was sort of breathing into it, you know, letting it expand out a little bit more you know, and, and noticing where all those, all those pressure points are. Yeah. 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 And so that's the part of like, you know, we don't have to be, sometimes we talk about presencing and we talk about softening into and breathing into. And a lot of times people think like, okay, that means I need to be really, you know, calm and still. Mm -hmm. And, And sometimes, yes, sometimes that can be really helpful, but if we're thinking about also that flow, right? Sometimes movement, but not rigidity, because rigidity is tight, right? So we can we can even have we have a thought and we can tense up, but we're we're closing in mm-hmm. on ourselves, right? So sometimes the movement piece, the softening into movement, can be really helpful, and we might notice our body wants to move. That can be really helpful to allow it to move. Um, because there might be something in there like, no, <laughs> like stay soft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like let's, let's, let's keep letting it move. Let's not tighten all up. But our natural tendency is to protect ourselves. We've got that story, protect ourselves, let's tighten in and get real, uh, um, still. So there can be helpful still, still with flow and still with tension. Mm-hmm. I just want to point, I had a question about that. So I just wanted to, I thought it was a great time to point that out. <laughs> That's if great. That makes sense at all. It does. It does. You know, and I, the, the visual that came to mind uh, for me while you were talking is one we've used before about a palm tree, you know, that is, that is deeply rooted, but you know, the wind is blowing and it moves back and forth mm-hmm. and is very flexible, you know, and I find myself kind of wanting to, Kind of mimic that, be be a little rooted where I'm sitting and let my, let the rest of this move a little bit. So I've been, if you're watching on the video feed, you probably noticed me moving around a little bit. Mm-hmm. This isn't me trying to force anything. It's me just really trying to listen to where, what my body wants to be doing. So you can see that, can't you, Tony? I'm kind of swaying a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that when we, when we let our body experience what it, is what's what's coming in um and we work with that yeah a lot of times there's a lot of movement that the body wants to have 
that we sometimes just say from our headspace, like, you know, no, or, or we don't even mm-hmm. listen for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that movement and flow is something that when we're feeling an urge for that, yeah. Yeah. Having fun with that. Yeah. And you know what I'm noticing? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot like when I asked you last week how you were feeling coming back from, you know, um, from your hiatus. And you talked about the intertwining of, of the gratitude mm-hmm. and grief. I have a little bit of that going on, thinking back on how difficult the holidays once were. And I have sadness and some grief around that, you know, and some sadness for where I was then. And also this real deep gratitude that I'm not there anymore, that it's different. And I think that's sort of what I'm experiencing is both of those at the same time, kind of flowing through, intertwined. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's creating that movement, that energy. Yep. Yeah, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from people around, around stuff around the holidays and BS stories. I don't know about you, uh, but I think we're going to hear from some people. Mm-hmm. And certainly if, if anybody listening has any, make sure you reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. look at this. Yeah. That's that part. What? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, well, I think we're running out of time, aren't we? We are. We could continue to go, but, uh, yeah, so we'll just kind of keep this conversation going. Like I said, I think we're going to be having more of these as the holidays go. So uh, thank you to all of you for listening to another episode of Breaking Up With RBS. Hope that the holiday stories are things that you begin to recognize and not necessarily feed. Uh, be sure you reach out to us uh, you know, on social media, at our Facebook group. Thanks so much for subscribing to this as a podcast, or checking us out on our YouTube channel. Be sure to check out Tawny's six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com where you can sign up for that and start uh, experiencing all these things we're talking about in the context of your own life and see how this all lands for you. And we'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tawny Santabria. All right. And we will see you next week. Take care, everybody. I'm in my groove. Here we go.